Hi, we're ready. Hi, this series is about uh, Robert Marsh picked this series on the blessed family. And the, and the objective here today in this lesson that God got across to me this week, and I need to be told again and again because I, I'm kind of slow. We're going to talk about being, being in the ultimate blessed family, the family of God. Uh, the family of God is blessed. It's the ultimate blessed family. And I got this question. I got a sack load of verses on my phone plus the ones in the Ephesians. Uh, I got a new case on my phone. Don't want to act right. How does a person enter? How does a person enter the family of God? If it is the ultimate blessed family, and we want to be in the ultimate blessed family, how do you enter? All right. Whatever be born again. What did God show us when we became a follower of Christ? What were, what were some of the things that He displayed toward us when we became a follower of Christ? Grace. Chosen. Forgiveness. What else? Love. What else? Mercy. What else? Grace. Grace. I thought they had kindness. Think about this for a minute. If we were saved into the family of God, whose family were we in before? The devil's. The devil's family. And our attitudes should have changed from pre-salvation to post-salvation. Uh, what's the most difficult thing to do when we become a family member of God's? Just hold that question. Don't you think about it for Mr. Second. Before I was saved, and now I'm saved, What's the most difficult transition? Giving up of ourselves. What what consists of ourselves? Sin. All that sin. Well, all, and, and habits. Do you not have to give up in old habits? Is that not a fight? I jotted jot down breaking old habits. And no habits consist of greed. Selfishness, sin, disobedience, anger, bitterness, lust, jealousy, whatever. Right? What habits do we need to change? I got, I got it down this. Our thoughts on sin. What else do we need to change? Okay, our environment. I jot down, what about our, do, do, do we need to change our thoughts about ourselves? From the perspective, do, do we do we really know what we are as a Christian? Do we have access to as a Christian? Do we fully wrap our mind around that? Go ahead, Brother Bob. Immediately, perhaps, we grow. We should. And during that sanctification process, you know, 
But then, you know, it just goes back to, you know, that being filled and being like being refilled business we talked about when you were here last. We make a decision not to be filled at times. So we need we we need it. And then I, I don't know about y'all, when y'all see what is your attitude toward God? What, what, what do you like run up to and say, God, please forgive me? Or you go stand in the corner of our hoping like I'm going to if you don't see Sometimes there's no knowledge that you're going to be forgiven. <clears throat> well, I, I struggle with that, lad. I, I am shameful. I struggle with shame. And we're going to talk about, you know, being the blessed family today, what it's like, what God is like. Now, he's not excusing sin. Like Shreve says, you know, you, you can pick your kicks, but you can't pick your kickbacks. There's repercussions and consequences. But he he, he, he offers forgiveness like, like everybody's business. Okay? And that's kind of the respect that we're going to go at. It. All right? Let me read Ephesians 2, verse 19. I told y'all Ephesians 3, but we're going to be in Ephesians 2, verse 19, and we'll drop off Ephesians 3. Ephesians 2, verse 19 says, Now therefore... You are no longer strangers and foreigners, but fellow citizens with the saints and members of the household of God. Now, therefore, you are no longer a stranger, nor are you a foreigner, but fellow citizens with the saints and the members of the household of God. What does Paul tell us here? Come on now, this is not this is a this is a knowledge level question. You you're 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 a member, you're not a stranger. You don't have to walk in the presence of the Lord. You can come to him. You know, you, you can approach him. Where am I at here? I said, yeah, we are not a foreigner or stranger anymore. We are a citizen of the family of God. What does being a citizen bring to the table in America? And I don't know, political mess. What does it afford you? Rights. Rights. Rights and privileges. Rights and privileges. Now, transfer that over. We're going to come back to the word transfer in a little bit. Transfer that over to a citizen of the family of God. See where we're going? See how we're thinking, how I'm thinking, what Morris was talking about really spoke in my heart. Do we realize that we have and this 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 is our father who art in heaven? Okay, so it really does tie into the Lord's tomorrow. And at the end, I hope, I hope, I hope at the end, during Thanksgiving week, we can wrap our mind how thankful we are about, about the day's topic. That we are a citizen of the family of God, the most blessed family of God. We have access. I was talking to a buddy of mine the other day, and he was talking about his, his he had said something to his dad, he's, he's, he's Catholic, and he said, Well, he, dad's, he said, I right, tell you what, you're going to talk to the Pope. I can talk to the Lord. 
you know, we have we have a direct line. We don't have to go somewhere else, you know. I don't have to talk to Brent. I don't have to talk to Steve or Larry, whoever, Pete down the road. I can talk to the Lord. I have access. I don't have to. You know, I don't have to. God, Jesus took care of that on the cross, you know, and opened that door. Uh, let me find myself. Uh, objective here of the lesson. Of this lesson of why God led me to this. I'm just going to read it. I highlighted this. For me and y'all to realize what it means to be a member of the family of God. Now jump over to Ephesians 3, 14 through 19. Ephesians 3, 14 through 19. We ain't even got to the point yet. Uh, I, I was jotting this lesson down, and I, as I was listening to it, all I did was find that it was on the podcast, so I listened to it. And I started, and I had four notes, four pages of notes, and I hadn't gotten through four minutes of like a 23-minute podcast. I thought, wow, we might be 85 sheets of paper here. But it's not, I promise you. Ephesians 3, verse 14 through 19. Paul writes this. For this reason, I bow my knees to the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, from whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named, that he would grant you according to the riches of his glory, to be strengthened with might through his spirit in the inner man, that Christ might make dwell in your hearts through faith, that you being rooted and grounded in love may be able to comprehend with all the saints, listen to this, what is the width and the length and the depth and the height to know the love of Christ. Which passes this, this blows your mind now, which passes all knowledge. That you may be filled with the fullness of God. What is, what is the thing that Paul is talking about here? What, what, what are followers of Christ? What are we call Christians. And we get our name from Christ. So, let's read that again. As a follower in this family, notice as a Christian, what do we get? That's my question. I'm going to read through this. There's a whole list of stuff we get. We have access to for the for the fact that we're in that blessed family. Just as I read this, these four or five verses again, well, there's one. I want you to think there's another. There's another. Think about these things. All right. What as a Christian do we get? For this reason, I bow my knees to the Father our heaven, uh, Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, I'm sorry, from whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named, that he would grant you according to his riches of his glory, according to the riches of his glory, I'm sorry, to be strengthened with the might through his spirit in the inner man, that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith, that you may be rooted, being rooted and grounded in love, may be able be able to comprehend with all the saints what is the width, the length, the depth, and the height, to know the love of Christ which passes knowledge, that you might be filled with the fullness of God. What do we get, man? Because we're in the blessed family. 
What do we get according to those verses? We get to We're going to talk about that in a second. What else do we get from those verses right there? Look at it. Understanding. Understanding. Go back before that. Strength. Strength. Go back before that. What about his riches? What does God own? Cattle on a thousand hills, man. Is God in need? He's our father. Mind blowing. I jot down the next strength with, with might through his spirit. What else do we get? We get to have Christ living in our heart, right? And what are we rooted and grounded in? According to this passage, love. The grace of these is love. And what else? The understanding of the width and the length and the depth and the height of the love of Christ. What does the love of Christ call cover? Thanksgiving week now. Don't forget it. Well, I better question. Why does the love of Christ not cover? Continue denying. No, it's unbelievable. His love. We have access to his love and his knowledge and his guidance and his direction and his riches and his strength. Christ living in us through the Holy Spirit. We're grounded in love. He loves us. How lovable are you? Let me let me let me let me find you know somebody else ask. Maybe your wife or your kids or some dude you work with. Let me find that dude and see how lovable you are. You know. And then we're filled with the fullness of God. It's Thanksgiving week, man. I just I just I couldn't get past all this this week. I bet I've listened to this at least seven or eight times. And I jotted down this question. Do we fully understand all these things? Do you ponder Ephesians 3, 14, 14 through 19? I don't much. I've read it a hundred times. But do I sit and ponder the fact that for this reason I bow my knees? Do you bow your knees? The model prayer, do you think? See how this ties in to what we've been going over with Jeremiah, David Jeremiah? For this reason, I bow my knees to the Father. Do I thank God that I have his riches and his love and his strength and his might through his spirit and Christ living in our heart? Do, you think, do I thank him because I'm rooted and grounded in love? And I do it for the understanding, for a smidge of the understanding in my mind. Mental capacity, the width, the length of death, and the height of his love. Do I think that we're so filled with his fullness? Roman number, number one. Being in this blessed family, this is what when we are born again to God's blessed family, 
We are born into a family of unconditional love. Let me ask you this. Do you struggle with the fact that God has unconditional love? And I'm not saying that you accept it. I'm talking about trying to figure it out. Trying to understand it. That falls under that. You know, and he does anyway. It blows my mind. I mean, I, I just, I couldn't past all this pastor. You know, the fact that he loves me. And I'm like, God, do you really know me? <laughs> and the answer would be yes, of course. But do you, do you really know me? And, but yes, he does, and he loves me anyway. He loves me in spite of myself. You know? And I tell you, this is mind-blowing for me. It, that, that fact is mind-blowing. Let me read Romans 5, 8. According to this verse, I'm going to ask you this question. What we bring to the table to receive salvation. Romans 5. Let me find it on my phone here. But God demonstrates his own. Listen to this, man. He demonstrate, God demonstrates his own love toward us that we that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. I can't explain unconditional anybody. Now, pit of sin, where it is in your life, where you were at yesterday, he died. And not only did he die, I mean, he sacrificed his life. So we could be, we'll talk about it in a minute, so we could be a child of God, an heir. We'll talk about that stuff in a minute, so just hold those words. Store them in the corner for a second. We're going to come back to those. I jotted down after that. According to what do we bring to the table? We bring our sin and steps, what we bring. There's, I heard Shree preaching this Sunday, last this Sunday, this past week, talking about Agent Rogers and Ray. Agent Rogers had said something to the effect, and I know I'm going to butcher. He said, I would, Agent Rogers, basically said, I would not take the best 15 minutes of my life with an ending and a, and a start. Now, those 15 minutes of his best life stretch. To get into heaven. Now, we talk about Agent Rogers. We're not talking about David Harvard. You bring, I bring, we bring nothing to the table except our sin and self. And God loves us. And by the sin to this blessed family, to the family of God. My job today is to talk about unconditional love. God didn't wait, didn't want us, I'm sorry, to straighten out or to straighten up. He didn't wait on us. He didn't want us to fix it. Well, when I get to doing better, I'll be there. But gave Jesus while we were still sinners. I can't imagine, man. Thanksgiving week, it's, 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 it's amazing. And not only that, but let me read Romans. This is, of course, my favorite chapter. We, we went through this lesson a lot. Romans 8, uh, 35 through 39. Listen to this. this. This family that we're in as a Christian, as a follower of Christ, who shall separate us from the love of Christ? If you're in some of this stuff, listen. Shall tribulation or distress, 
persecution, famine, or nakedness, apparel, or sword. As it is written, for years' sake, we are killed all the day long. We are counted as sheep for the slaughter. Yet in all that mess, he just talked about Paul teaching. We are born in conference through him who loved us. We're able to sustain. We're able to, to, to stay course because God loves us, that he sent Jesus for us. And that he holds us and he grabs us and he pulls us up by the seat of the bridges sometimes. And he, 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 we're more than conquerors because we're in that blessed family. Paul goes to the right man and says, I love this, this part of chapter 8. For I am persuaded. Now listen to this. Not only that, but this. He said, I am persuaded, Paul says, that neither death nor life, nor the manner of death, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor, or any other created thing. If I didn't get kept there, I'd have it with Paul said, any other created thing shall be able to separate me from the love of God, which is Christ Jesus our Lord. When you have blessed family, man, you can't. He, he won't shake you. He's got you. And, and, and nothing he did with death in their life, principalities, even the enemy, trials and tribulations, hardships. Can't separate us because we're in that family, that blessed family. Again, it's Thanksgiving week, man. I just I can't get past it. That's a lot. That's amazing. All right. I jotted down. Uh, wow. Talk about unconditional love, Romans, right there. And I'd also circle this. And I need to wrap my mind around the fact God loves me this way. God loves me this way. I, 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 I don't understand. And I like to understand. Things. And I, I, I just, I don't know. I don't know why he would even begin to love me, but he does. And I need to accept that God will have me. Just trust me, dude. I love you. As far as you are, sometimes I love you. You know, uh, he, he, he don't quit on me. You know, look at Luke 6 35. I'm on the last part of Luke 6 35. For he is kind to the unthankful and, the, and, and evil. When we don't show love toward him, he is kind to the unthankful and evil. And that's God we got. They send his son for me and you now. And we're part of that blessed family. Right? I, I, are we thankful for the fact that God is kind to us when we are unthankful and evil? When we take him for granted? We don't do what he asks us to do. We don't love him like we should, you know, because when we don't love him, when we see him, we don't love him. Because the Bible says, if you love, Jesus said, if you love me, you'll keep my commandments. Don't get any more simple than that. 
When I sin, I'm showing lack of love. That's it. Problem right? number two, we are adopted into a family of unmarried favor. Look at Ephesians 1 5. You can flip over. I'm just going to flip over. Chapter 1, verse 5. Uh, having predestined to adoption by sons as Jesus Christ to himself, according to the good pleasure of his will, we are adopted into his family. We are adopted into his family. Because we are adopted, we're all his children. Look at Galatians 4, chapter uh, 4, verses 6 and 7. And because you are sons, because we are adopted, because he chose us, and, and, and because we accepted him, because we are in his family, God has sent forth the spirit of his son into our hearts, crying out, Abba, Father, therefore you are no longer a slave, but a son. And if a son, an heir of God through Christ. When I think about that slave and son, I think about the prodigal son. The prodigal son just wanted to come back and be a slave. What did the father say? You're my son. I take you. You're not going to hang out there with in the bunkhouse. You get to come up to the big house. Go put a robe on, put a ring on it. And the shoes of sunshine. Those are the three. We talked about those three things one time, man. It's, just, it's amazing because we are already in the family. And I said, because he adopted us, what do we get to do? According to uh, Galatians 6, because your sons, God has sent you into uh, forth, sent forth the spirit of his son into your heart, trying to. Abba, Father. What do we get to do because we're adopted? What do we get to call God Almighty? Abba, Father. <clears throat> and what else do we get? We get to be an heir. Join heirs. What, what, is, what do heirs get? Inheritance. Inheritance. You know, my daddy died seven years ago, and my mother's still alive. Now, when she passes away, if I'm still alive, I know she's got it in her will that if I die before she does, my kids get her stuff. And my brother gets half and I get it. We get, you know what we get of my mother and daddy's? What they get. Think about that. Being thanksgiving week, think about that in relationship to God. Now, he's not dying. But being an heir, we get what? What he's got. If I don't put a smile on your face, man, you might need to go get it fixed. Or you might need to get in the family. So you can smile. And so you can be an heir. So you can get what, what daddy's got. Abba means daddy. You know that, right? We get, we get to get what, what daddy's got. You know. Uh, let me find my spot here. Not only is God the Father, but as, as a son. Oh, no, let me go back to Abba Father. Mark 14, I knew I was skipping this one. Mark 14, this is Jesus speaking. And he said, Jesus said, Abba Father, all things are possible with you. That's, Mark says that's the first time Abba Father's been put together in the New Testament. Jesus spoke. And Mark 
things that Jesus, what he, now listen to this. This, this is good stuff to contemplate. Mars thinks that Jesus is saying, not only is God the Father, but he's my Father. Think about it. God is not only, if you're in the family, he's not only God the Father because of the it tells us in, I think, Revelation, every knee shall bow and every tongue confess. It's in the New Testament, I can tell you that. I may be way off of the Revelation. But every, t- every knee will bow and every tongue. Everybody's going to call him Father when he's before the Almighty. No doubt. <coughs> but when you're in that family, you get to call him Father. Father, my Father. Not Father, Woody's Father. Not Jack is. Brent looked at me and said, he's your father. He's a father and your father. Now, God is father and he's my father. And Thanksgiving week now, we get, to, we get to contemplate that. We need to thank him for that. But we have, we have access to him. And we get to call him father. Now, I ponder the fact that God is our father. My father. Roman number number three. We're going way faster than I thought. I, I, I hope I hope we're understanding what I got. This is why this meant so much to me. And we go back, you know, the model prayer in that book Brent's got right there. Now Larry may have his or whatever. Our Father in heaven. This is the Father now we're talking about. And because we get to call him Father, these are the things we, we have access to. All right. Number three. We are transferred into a family of unearned blessings. Unearned blessings. We're transferred into that family. The word transferred comes from Colossians 1.13. Paul writes, and he has delivered us from the domain of darkness and transferred us into the kingdom of his beloved son. That family we were in before salvation, the family of the devil, Adam's family, Adam and Eve's family. Now we're now now we're in the kingdom of the beloved Son. We we transferred. God transferred us, and He has transferred us from a family of darkness into a family of light. And His family is a family of blessing. I've jotted that. And I jotted this down. Don't forget God adopted his children into his blessed family. I hadn't said anything to Brian and Jim, and I was going to ask Joey, but he's not here today. Let's go back to this word adopt. Transfer, adopted into God's family. Let's go back to the word adopt. I got a question. Whose idea, Brian, was it for you and Lori to adopt y'all's child? Probably both. Both who? Me and my wife. You and your wife. That's what I'm looking for. Jim, whose idea was it for you and Jennifer to adopt your children? Husband and wife. The parents. Think about this now. We're adopted into this family, the blessed family of God. Whose choice was it? Did your child get to pick you and more? Did your two get to pick y'all two birds? God picked us, man. 
He got the pick. We we got picked. Mars tells some silly story. And I never did this. I believe it or not, I didn't. I, I, this was one of the things I didn't. When we divided up the teams, I divided them up. I didn't let them pick because I didn't want little Johnny over here to get picked last off time. Morris talks about he was picked last off time. You're not picked last. <coughs> Just think, what did God give up to pick you, man, to adopt you? What, what, do, you, what do you have that you would give for me? I'm not found off. Depends on how, how busy you were. I'm not real sure. You know what I'm saying. I wouldn't give mine either. Y'all, I, I told y'all many times. You come down between y'all and John David and Hogan. Let me tell you something, boys. Y'all have love. You better put your head between your legs and kiss your hiney goodbye because it ain't happening with, with my two. It's not God's attitude. He gave his only son. Go back to what was that person, unconditional. You go back to Roman number two. Uh, unconditional was the first one. Roman number two, unmerited. We already talked about how we, we ain't, pardon my grammar. We ain't worth a flip because we were sinners. And God, while we were sinners, he gave Jesus for us. And I mean, on Thanksgiving week and any other week for the year for that matter, 52 times, 52 weeks a year, that needs to be the thing that runs through my mind. To remind me how appreciative I need to be. And how unworthy without the Lord God Almighty I am. And by His grace and His, His mercy, out of His love, I'm a doctor, dude. And I'm an heir. I get what my daddy did, God. You know, I just couldn't get over all this this past year. I just kept listening to it, listening to the God, you know, I, and then I'm OCD. We had one more lesson in that book right there, and I'm like, I got it. I'm so bad that the day that David Thornton walked in up there, and we, we had the best Sunday school class we had. In the back of my mind, David, I got a lesson to do. I got a lesson to do. I, and I'm glad we didn't do the lesson. That's how bad I am. But God kept saying, God, do a good Sunday school lesson, Lord. And he said, yeah, I just want to you listening to that idiot. You know, for, to, to remind you of my unconditional love and my unmerited favor. <laughs> I can't even think of what number three was. That we're transferred unearned blessings. Unconditional love, unmerited, and un, unearned blessings because we are in the blessed family. And I like, I like children. Don't adopt the parents. The parents adopt the children. The parent. Brian said it's his and Lord's idea. I'm sure the Lord laid it on your mind. Jennifer and Jim's, I, you know, their idea. I'm sure the Lord laid it on their mind. So they made that effort. And I thought if Joy was here, and if anybody else is here adopting a child, I, I don't know it, and I apologize. But if I had to ask somebody, Joy says, it's his and Christie's idea. 
And I know, I know, I'm, I'm not enough percent sure Joe and him, I don't know about you two cats. They had to go overseas, time or two. Y'all didn't see them ride down the road, they throw a couple kids in the window, did they? It cost them something, yeah. I don't want to know. I don't care how much. It's none of my business. But it cost them something. Yeah. I got to Louis Bazaar. He said that they got in trouble. They had some woman over there accused the Georgia athletes of getting like three degrees. And Louis Bazaar's quote was, they said, you know, some people think you ride through Athens and you, with a window down, they just throw a degree in you. Went. He said, no. They said, you got to stop for it. <laughs> <laughs> I just did it. He's been dead probably nearly 30 years. But I'm not real original. I'm a master player. But it cost these folks something. It cost God. Just think what it cost for you to be in that family, for me to be in that family, man. It is mind-blowing. The love and unmerited favor that, 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 that goes in that package. I job, last thing I job that. God picked you and me, and he made a choice. He decided. He decided. He, he said, well, I'll tell you what. I, 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 want, I, I want some fellowship, man. And they decide. <clears throat> I just, I don't know. I don't know if y'all got anything out of that. But we got to way quick. I had like eight pages of notes, which I know. But it, it's just, I just couldn't get past this last. Does anybody think, anybody have anything to add or subtract? No, we're going to be drinking coffee. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> When I would visit church, I saved, I didn't feel like I was I didn't really get it. You know what I think about when you think of, when you set up like it was unconditional? He didn't say, hey, now, two chances, that's it. You know, in the days where I would like to count three, you know, one, two, three, my daddy counted a nut. What he said, he meant, God said, I'm going to give you three chances, and that's that draft. It was unconditional. You got saved. Bobby was here. He said he got saved about four. I got saved. I got saved at nine, <coughs> baptized at ten a week later, right about a week, a half a week before my birthday. You know? I told y'all last week, I should have died twice flipping that tractor that time and going down there to M. Sampson, that football game. All right, some purposes, man. I should have been dead. God had a plan. It was unmerited faith. It was, it was, he has something for me. We're talking about, goodness gracious, close to 40 years, probably 38 years, 39 years. Over 40 years ago, when I took that track, I took the bashment. Couldn't be kept me, he kept me. He had a plan. Would he? Could have died. Before age, Rodney died in Vietnam. What did he do? What he do? Two, three tours, tours over, three, three tours in Vietnam. Because I've been to that wall. It's a sack of folks on that wall. I could have been Rodney Hollis. God had a plan. He left him for the purpose. Those, those three examples right here, Curly, Moe, and Larry, are unmerited favors. 
Unconditional love. He didn't put a condition on his love. He didn't say, all right, you got three chances after that you're out. I'm going to ring you up. You know, whatever. I don't know how many times he allowed Woody to say that still like And I'm sure we start over here killing Paul Rains. Yeah, the same situation. It is mind blowing what he's what what we get because we're in that blessed family. The bottles. Are you know what I need to do? I need to spend a little bit more time every day thinking about that. Because then you go to that second part of that model prayer, our Father who art heavens, hallowed be thy name. Then you can get into that hallowed part. When, you, when we realize what we get because we're followers of Christ and Christians, because we were adopted into that family, because he picked us. Well, I tell you what now, worship don't get real hard, do you? And thankfulness and praise. It, don't, it, it, it just don't get real hard. You don't have to wander. Well, what do I need to be thankful for? Does anybody have anything else? Now, next week, we're going to start the Ten Commandments. I just, and, and we may come back to that last one there if we have a road week or something. I don't know. I just, I just, I'm sorry. I could, I'm so OCD now. I'm bad. But God really worked on me this week about this, about eight. It ties into the model prayer and it's Thanksgiving. <laughs> you know, we're all forever. So, like, Thanksgiving. You need to be able to thank for something. And I, I need to be. I do. I'm not near a thankful. I'm, I'm a whole lot of taking for granted for God, thank you for this day. God, thank you for allowing me to be in the blessed family, in the family of God, in your family. Thank you for letting me know you did. I have a father. God, thank you for loving me unconditionally, forgiving un, unmerited. And God, thank you for everything. Thank you. Let me have air. God having strength comes from you and me. I just, I just, I was pulverized listening to the sermon this past week. And verse after verse after verse after verse, and he, he talked about, and I go read them, and it just, it just it blows my mind. I, I can't describe God, I love you, and thank you for loving me. Enough. That you picked me, you adopted me, and you paid the price of sin through your son, Jesus Christ. Jesus, thank you for dying on that cross and shedding blood. God, I pray that you keep that fresh on my mind all day. God, I lift up his prayer request. God, I pray that you, I'm, gonna, I'm just going to, I'm going to pray. God, heal bodies, God. Heal bodies, heal spirits, heal minds, heal, heal emotions. God, just take care. Pull them in close to you, God. Let them know you're there. God, I thank you for these guys. For Kevin all the way over here, Jim. Just a, a big old swipe. God, I love it every week. I do. Lord, thank you for, again for sending Jesus. I ask these things in your sweet, precious name.